Hey guys, I'm Shalvari. And this is Samana. Welcome to Criminal Vortex. Yes, finally we're I recording. Missed I missed oh, it. <laughs> I swear, I missed it. Oh, it's nice to have you back. And I'm so excited today. I swear. It, it's, it feels like a freaking month, dude, that we last recorded. Is it a month? Yeah. I did not keep count like so much happened so much Um, college started I moved out Mm -hmm. and yeah college happened lockdown happened exactly college just happened life happened yes but you know what we're back finally and we're gonna try and be thoda more a little more regular but like let's see can't promise i promised like two episodes in a week and then we couldn't do it i'm sorry <laughs> life happened guys exactly life happened i hope you just... understand we're just two tiny humans we're I just two tiny humans trying Little, to tiny, small. talk about crime mere there news stop making it sound kawaii bro <laughs> Okay, so this is episode three of Familiar Fallacies. I think that's the third season, no? So season three, episode three, or whatever. I swear, I we try. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we, I'm gonna talk about the Farmville murders. All right, this is uh, Shelby centric, and Sumana doesn't know what the case is about. I, have you I heard of the Farmville murders? I'm just going to be very nice to you and say no. But, you um, have? Bro, I'm a true crime connoisseur, bro. I've I been know. doing this for years now. Are. Okay? <laughs> Obviously, you know. Yes, but like, let's, let's but pretend you don't. It's hazy, but I'd love to give some hot, spicy opinions on it. There are going to be a lot of opinions. Everyone's going to have a lot of opinions. And... <laughs> Let's begin, shall we? <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Very. So, so, so. This uh, takes place in uh, Farmville, Virginia, in US. That's why it's called the Farmville Murders. And this was September of 2009. And like, mm, this is around my birthday. So like, it makes it more creepy. I mean, it makes it much more creepier because, like, I'm out there celebrating my, I don't know, like, 7th or 8th birthday and, like, there's a whole ass family getting killed at the same time, almost. I don't know. That's just too much. Why are you so sad? Why do you, like, torturing yourself? I can't help it. While I was 7 years old, somebody was stabbing away at somebody else. You don't say you don't say, sure. You just don't say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, I'm, I'm going to remove that because it looks like we're laughing at the victims. We're not, I swear. <laughs> Dude, we don't, we never laugh because it's funny. Like people died. We laugh because it's so uncomfortable, man. Exactly. Like, why would you do that? Why are you so dumb? Why are you killing people, bro? Why Anyways. you kill? Kill bad. 
Sumana just solved the world's problems. <laughs> you know, kill, kill bad. <laughs> oh God, we just think we're so funny, don't we? I'm pretty oh. sure our listeners are like, "Did stop." <laughs> oh God, okay, okay. Oh, my cheeks hurt. Hmm. Okay, let's let's get back to the case. So. Now, this was a murder of a family plus a friend by this other dude. Um, now, the family was of three. There was the mother, um, Kelly, the father, Mark, and the daughter, Emma. The mother was 53, Mark was 50, and Emma was 16. And Emma's friend was also at her place, and she's Melanie and was aged 18. Now, this was a very close-knit community. So, like, you can just tell how much this must have affected the community. Because, like, just imagine someone being murdered just in your society. I mean, how much that would affect you as such. I know, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Bro, okay, weird fact. But the, the flat that I used to live in before had two suicide cases. And I don't know why, but someone who lived in the flat told me that the second one was actually a murder, but then they covered it up. And I was so excited. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, I wasn't excited because it was that. I was like, oh, my God, which flat is that? And then I realized it was the flat opposite to me. And then I was traumatized and terrified at the same time. Exactly. I mean, excited in the sense, like, that could never happen to me types but like I know, it like, did oh my god what what the hell i live in front of a murder house and then i realize it's in front of me like literally and i'm like uh, no <laughs> no thank you never again <laughs> i would take the stairs even if it killed my body but <laughs> oh god <laughs> god it was scary. i can't imagine so emma was 16 at the time of the murder she was heavily heavily involved at the time with the horror core community on myspace which is ironic because her parents were extremely religious now just like a brief uh, of what horror core is horror core is basically like a sub-genre of hip-hop and rap where like these people rap about really uh dark topics like murder and violence and rape and shit like that so she was heavily involved in this uh on Wait, the My- so on like- myspace so, like, the whole MySpace uh, horrorcore was Davi Vanity? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know I do remember. I do remember when, even when we were kids, uh, the older kids were, like, all emo and stuff. I mean, the emo scene from where I was was mm-hmm. not that uh, popular. But then, in the end of the day, it still, yeah. like, made sense that the emo scene was very popular mm-hmm. in places um where i was uh associated with but like you know you live outside you see more of the western media and then there was that one kid with extra dark eyeshadow who would come to right. class and be like blood on the bros." <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense that way because um <laughs> you had blood on the dance floor which was literally dummy vanity and then you had My Chemical Romance. Like, stuff like that is basically a horror code. Uh-huh. They talked about how I want to slit your throat and uh, um, oh God. do stuff with it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just, it's, I was never involved intense. with this. I never it's knew. Intense. Dude, I used to I've listen to Blood on the Dance Floor for quite some time. Fuck yeah. I yeah, like I did. The, 
I did dip my toes into those waters and then I retracted it, immediately. Because like, <laughs> like the names you were taking, I was just going like, mm-hmm, okay, I'm going to act like I know. And then you said My Chemical Romance. And I was like, ha, I've heard of that. My but like chemical none of the romance, others. My Chemical Romance is the one that became more mainstream. Because huh. they did not make as intense and shock uh, value songs like, um, like Blood on the Dance Floor did. So right. like... Blood on the Rams floor uh, makes much more uh, gore intense. Like everything, dude. Their concerts are weird. Okay, like if you actually look into their concerts, mm-hmm. most of them are like uh, they have uh, live animal blood poured on the oh, performers God. and the people. They have uh, they literally pee on their audience and shit. No, like, thank you. Yes, they're very intense. They are like a whole different oddity that i planned on doing an entire episode on someday oh damn yeah i wanted to do an episode entirely on davi vanity which we are gonna come to at some point nice, if nice. you know davi vanity um and you're listening to this um send you're me some... yeah send uh, send um our instagram page like a hit and let us know that you actually want yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. we're gonna do a poll or something sometime oh yes to let us know that you actually want it and whether or not you know Davi and whether or not you know the allegations related to him and um, also if you were at some point uh, listening to Blood on the Dance Floor or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited like, to know how many people how actually ma- had ha, a dark exactly. past like me. <laughs> exactly. Or are you sweet and innocent like me and you've never been exposed to this? <laughs> the ones who only listen to Imagine Dragons. I can't imagine, bro. I can't. <laughs> That's been my world. Anyways. <laughs> but right. So that was like the gist of what horrorcore is. So it's not very mainstream at all. And it's a very niche audience. Like it caters to a very niche audience. So, and the thing is, it's ironic because Emma's parents were super religious. Her father was a freaking reverend. Exactly. And they were very open to this. It's like, it's so it's insane how open they were to this. Dude, maybe they were just open-minded people, or maybe they yeah, did saying. not tell them exactly no, no. what it was. Because even my parents don't know what I do, Abhi. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell them I talk about crime, and they're like, "What kind of talks do you give?" Exactly. Like, I don't give talks. I talk about it. <laughs> it's yeah, not how why? to murder. It's why that person murdered. Yeah, like how to get away with murder was not my autobiography. Dad, <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They were very supportive. And uh, no, but they knew what this entire thing was. And they actually took her to counseling and shit to know, to make sure that, you know, whatever she was getting herself into, it wasn't wrong. Or like, there was a way, like, it was just a phase, that types. So, whatever. The point is that they were very open-minded and very supportive of her. So, because they knew that, you know, if they went to extremes to, like, cut her off from the community, that would just drive her further away. And that's not going to work. So, like, kudos to them, dude, for trying. But, uh, yeah. So, our murderer today is Richard Mc. Krosky, Richard McCrosky, and he's he was 20 at the time. Uh, now he, his sister says that their family was wasn't exactly lovey-dovey, like completely opposite of what Emma's family was. 
The father actually played the guitar in a band called S&M. Uh, I couldn't really find much about the band, but yeah, that's like a random fact throwing out there, uh, thrown out there. Now, his sister also mentions that he was very passive. Like he is a very passive and a very kind person. And he never fought back when people picked on him, which is like these people didn't even pick on him. And he freaking bludgeoned them to death. Excuse you, woman. Uh, your brother might have actually snapped, question mark? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe because you guys tortured him way too much, question mark, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm no, not okay. judging, but... But, like... <laughs> Let's get into it, I guess. Exactly. So now, moving on to the whole MySpace and, like, the horrorcore situation. Apparently, MySpace was this very popular social media platform. But, like, I've never heard of it other than in freaking true crime cases. So, like, now MySpace is completely associated with true crime for me. Honestly, my I've heard of MySpace in a lot of creepy pastas. Exactly. And, <laughs> because MySpace died before we even came into the whole internet, internet thing. Because, yeah. like, I don't think a lot of us even got to, uh, you know, had the pleasure to be a part of uh, the one and only the most legendary Vine, where all the weird people came from and later joined TikTok and Musical.ly. <laughs> But, um, I mean, we came after the genre where all the sad things happened. When when we started being in the internet scene, uh, more creepy stuff started happening on Instagram, Twitch, and... uh, Facebook. I remember my first social media ever was Facebook. I never made a Facebook. I'm very proud of this. I'm going to keep telling everybody in the future to be like, Facebook is where Mark Zuckerberg lives. Don't. <laughs> He's a robot. <laughs> Let me just remove my tinfoil hat real quick. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that sunscreen picture of him. Oh, God. I swear to God, it was nightmare fuel. <laughs> anyway, so. um, Too many tangents. I'm going to edit so much. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, apparently, MySpace was, as I said, like this very popular social media platform. And uh, Emma and Richard were super active on it. But the thing is, apparently, by 2009, it had like died down a little. Like the hype was down. And I think Facebook came around. So everyone was like, Facebook train. But uh, yeah, so it was active. I mean, it was enough alive for them to be uh, to meet each other. And start flirting and get heavily involved with the horrorcore scene. Now, they would... Uh, so, yeah, that's that's how they met. Like, the two of them would flirt with each other. And Melanie, uh, the 18-year-old friend, she and Emma were also friends. Because, um, again, the same horrorcore community. And, like, she just knew... Uh, Sam, what do you say? Richard in passing. Oh, and by the way... Uh, sometimes I might say Sam, sometimes I might say Richard, because Richard's full name is Richard Sam McCroskey. So, like, uh, just to, you know, not have any confusions here, just like, letting you guys know. 
<clears throat> so now this like uh give me a minute ha huh. so sam was actually uh, an aspiring horrorcore artist and he wanted to have his own label and shit like that like have his own music on a label so there was this uh, label called uh, serial killing C- serial killer record- records so he would help out there like design their uh, website and shit like that a serial killer, uh, killer records was a completely horrorcore label like only for horrorcore music why does it feel like something that we would be part of <laughs> not me i swear to god <laughs> I swear. I mean, Not bro, me. it we we have a podcast called Criminal Vortex where we talk about the murder. <laughs> my okay, see, my podcast may be very dark that I listen to, but my music is very fairy fairy. Okay, <laughs> bro, you listen to Billy Eilish, bro. Yeah. We both listen to Billy Eilish. She talks about <laughs> she talks about dumping her lover's body in the back seat, in the gutter okay. for the love of God. How okay, is it not that. scary? Because <laughs> the music isn't scary. I don't. Bellyache is my favorite song, though. I I don't listen to Billy Eilish Eilish much. Uh, yeah, I don't. You only listen to Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons and like a few other artists. That's it. Love, love. I love love. Everybody loves love, bro. Yes. Anyways. Everybody. <laughs> so this this might annoy you, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yes. yes. Is it about vegetarians or vegans? <laughs> what is this personal attack? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, as I said, Sam was an aspiring horrorcore artist, and he went by the name Psycho Sam. Psycho spelled as S Y K O. I am leaving. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just starting. Wait. You oh, know why? The, I'm cringing already. Can you see me? I'm physically cringing. I can see you physically cringing. <laughs> But you know why he's called Psycho Sam? Why? Because of his obsession with the serial killer, son of Sam. Bye bye. This is where this podcast ends. This is so cringy. It's done. <laughs> We leave. I have never, ever, 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 ever cringed this much. It's under se, okay? Like, my freaking like every stomach cell, is cringing a bit under se. Every cell of my being cringed while writing this. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone make that your ringtone. Sumana cringing. Oh, bro, my stomach is literally like it's not working right now. Okay. Oh God, it's so cringe. And his YouTube, his YouTube channel on his YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. Yeah, my man's a YouTuber. Yes. On his YouTube channel, he went by the name Lil Demon Dog. Again, a reference to Son of Sam. Sounds right. <laughs> you little demon puppy. <laughs> Now, Richard was like Richard was the typical uh, what do you say, PDA type. So he was very open with his quote unquote relationship with Emma, and 
uh, I mean, on MySpace, and he would write stuff like, quote, be ready to cringe, like, maximum, like, worse than Son of Sam cringe. Quote, you're my one and only everything. (laughs) (laughs) No. Disgusting. I hate it. I hate it, it so much. Disgusting. I, hate it. I never thought I would be this disgusted, but I am. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, you right, win. So, you win. I am disgusted. I am officially done. You I knew didn't even have to talk about gore. Dude, I, there was you, no you gore. Knew. Bro, gore does not really like uh, phase me now. Because of the amount of cases that I've heard and having an overactive imagination does not help. So you like imagine everything. But then the you knew that if you wanted to defeat me, you had to go for cringe. And you did that. It was well. Max executed. cringe. Ultra pro I give max. You that. Now I need a hot bag just to like release my cringed stomach, okay? <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Today is a good day. Today is yeah. a good day. Sharwari 1, Sumana 2. Because I cringed you twice before. Okay, so uh, talking about Melanie, she was a couple of years older, as I said, uh, to Emma and had dropped out of high school. So after dropping out of high school, she decided to do like a diploma degree or something. So that's what she was doing. And uh, yeah, she too met Emma on myspace through a shared interest of horrorcore so now that we've uh talked about who these people were how they met i think but obvious we should go to the murder and you know what happened in like the days leading up to the murder because that is of quite a lot of importance so days before uh, the killings, Emma Niederbrock and Melanie Wells joined Richard in Michigan for a horrorcore concert. This concert was called the um, Strictly for the Wicked Festival. Apparently, Emma's parents like so. The scene was that this on like the sixth of September or something. Uh, Richard flew from California to were. Uh, <clears throat> to Virginia and Emma and Emma Melanie and Emma's parents went and picked him up and then uh, all of these people Emma's parents Emma Melanie and Richard stayed at Emma's place for a couple of days before uh, the concert which was on the 12th of September so uh, now Emma's parents decided that they would drive the three people like these three kids to the concert which is like again very uh you know like they're trying their best to you know uh keep an open mind and like have like let her have her freedom but you know keep an eye on her at the same time which is like good on them so basically what happened was like what may have caused Richard to you know snap was because Emma it's kind of douchey to say that but Emma didn't quote unquote reciprocate his feelings in person um gross exactly it's not douchey it's valid but respect her it doesn't mean you kill her 
or and her yeah. family and her friend. Respect her. I swear. It is gross. Incense. If she does not like you, catch the hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's about okay. time, bro. It's about time that people actually catch the hand and literally be like, bro, okay. There's um, enough fish in the ocean. Let's move on. So, as I said, it's said that Richard's anger over uh, his relationship with Emma may have led to the killings. Because what happened was, when they went in person, you know, when they went to the airport, Emma, her parents, and Melanie, and they met Richard for the first time, it wasn't exactly what she expected. Because, like, all his photos on MySpace were all angled. And, like, utter catfish. She was basically catfished. And, like, when she met him in person, she was like, I'm not into that at all. And that's fine. Okay. I mean, if he's a catfish, he's a catfish. Let exactly. him go back to the water where he belongs. And move on. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now, he was apparently angered by some text messages that Emma sent while they were in Michigan. Because, like, she was very much, she was not into him at all. And then she started talking to other guys. And apparently she was even flirting with, like, the band members or, like, the people in the con- at the concert. Which is, like, do your own thing, man. Fine, whatever. Well, you, you do you, boo-boo. We're getting band members. Exactly, band, band members. Freaking catfish. Exactly. I mean, to be very honest, these band members are also fishy, but yeah. Obviously. Obviously, they are. Why are you no giving shit. attention to a random child? Bro? Exactly. Exactly, freaking pedos. Anyways. Oh, we are coming to that very soon. Uh huh. Exactly, because he's 20 and she's 16. Excuse you. But he looks like he's younger than Emma. Baby face people, bro. I do not trust them. (laughs) I look older than my age. I've never been asked for ID. But like, I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know. I've never been asked for ID anywhere. I think I look my age. I don't know. I don't think I do. I look like I look like I could be older. (laughs) Yeah, you do. I know. <laughs> no wonder I never get people my age talking to me. It's always like freaking, I don't know, some people working in some company being like, hello, dear, nice eyes. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, I'm in 12th grade, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm 17, you want jail? Right, so why, but that's funny in my head. (laughs) uh (laughs) So yeah, so they went to the concert. I mean, imagine that car ride, though. Like she is completely catfished, and she isn't. She doesn't like this guy anymore. She's like, what the hell? I'd be terrified. I'd be like, who the hell is this guy? Exactly. If he lied about his face, he probably lied about a lot of other things. Exactly. Imagine the awkwardness. Anyway, so as I said, after going to the concert, they all enjoyed and stuff. And Emma like flirted mm-hmm. with the band members and other people. This so this so fishy. Why did she not just like up and leave? Like she could have just taken a taxi or something. Like not go with him or 
I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it was planned. Mm-hmm. I guess she was like, maybe he's not that bad of a person, which is what I would do. Uh, it's not right. I'm not saying it's right, but like, uh, <laughs> now they after returning to uh, Virginia after the concert, Richard became increasingly distraught about the relationship. He had an expectation that he and Emma were seeing each other exclusively, and he was unhappy with you know how things were going because like exactly rolling my eyes. I'll chop yeah, cry me a river, Richard. I swear, cause like, she was talking to other guys, and like he saw a few messages on her phone and shit. But yeah, so that made him pretty unhappy. Now moving on to the murder. Late in the evening on fourteenth of September two thousand nine, or like early morning of fifteenth September. McCroskey drank beers, smoked marijuana, and might have taken painkillers before he attacked attacked the three female victims in the house. Oh, oh, oh! I forgot to mention. I'm so dumb. I forgot to mention that Emma's parents were divorced, so they weren't oh. living in the same house. So it yeah, was... now it makes much more sense. I'm so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> Emma's mom, so Deborah Kelly, Emma, and Melanie were in the house along with. And Mark was uh, living somewhere else, like in a different house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So it's said that he was either drinking, like he was drinking beer, he smoked marijuana, and may have taken painkillers before he a- attacked the three sleeping w- victims. Uh, he killed each within a short period of time between three a, uh, like around three a.m. on the fifteenth of September. So McCroskey, it's, I mean, that uh, how, you know, people think that it happened was that McCroskey first killed Wells, uh, Mel- uh, Melanie Wells, who was on the sofa in the first floor den. Then he went to Ke- Deborah Kelly, that is uh, her mom, Emma's mom. Then he went to Emma's mom's room and then finally Emma in her downstairs bedroom. So that's how he killed them all. He struck each victim multiple times with a maul, a freaking maul. What is a mall? It's a hammer-like thing. So, uh, I mean, after like the auto- or autopsy and everything, uh, it was noted that the victims didn't even have self-defense wounds. Like, they were completely killed in their sleep. So, which is genuinely very scary for me. I don't know why, but... I mean, I know why, because like, you're sleeping and then you just don't wake up. I don't know. Anyways. Dude, yeah, that's no one fear. Exactly. You, you're sleeping and you don't wake up. Dude, yeah. I don't know why, but there was this Facebook message that my dad sent me a couple of uh-huh. years ago, which was like, did you know that you turn on your alarm the next day because you're hopeful that you will wake up? Bro, I've never been this same again. I swear. I swear. I said, like, why do you have to put so much existential dread in me? Exactly. But like, you know, people say that they're scared of the dark. I'm not, because, like, I don't care. <laughs> I genuinely don't care. <laughs> so, like, fine, whatever you want to stab me, I stab, don't know bro. why, but I was so scared of the dark as a kid. I'd be like, oh, my God, there's a monster on, uh, beside my bed. But then I just grew up, and at some point after the fear literally took over you, you had, like, multiple uh, shaking panic uh, attack thingies and then all of a sudden you're like exactly. I'll sleep now I'm too tired that's me that's me I genuinely don't care like fine <laughs> whatever do your thing bro <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the shirt 
Do your thing, bro. I'm not scared of the monster under my bed. Do your thing, bro. Just do your thing, bro. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> now, the 16th, like the next day. So, the murders happened on the 15th. Now, 16th of September, uh, Mark's, sorry, not Mark's. 16th of September, Melanie's father well, goes to the Kelly's uh to the Kelly's wow to Kelly's house because like uh, see so the thing is after the 12th they haven't been able to really contact uh Melanie like her parents weren't able to contact her now especially from the 15th onwards and like one whole day goes by and they're not able to contact her at all so obviously they're worried and she says that she's gonna come back home by the 16th but she doesn't. So her father then leaves and goes to uh, Deborah Kelly's house. But no one answers the door. He stays there for seven whole hours. But then because no one shows up, because he thought that these people went out or something, you know, like for movies or whatever. So he stays there for seven hours. And when no one comes back, he had no other option but to leave, which he does. And... Then Ma, Melanie's mom calls a guy called Shrim who runs the serial killer records. Because, like, she knows what her daughter is doing. She knows that her daughter is into this. The horrible. dude's name is Shrim? Yeah. Where did the pee go? <laughs> Thank you. You may continue now. <laughs> so, Melanie's mom calls up Shrim who runs SK Records. Um... That, which is a label that puts out a lot of these horrorcore songs. Sam had actually helped them out on website or something. So, like, she knew that there were connections. Like, she knew that Emma knows Shrim, and Shrim knows Emma. And Shrim also knows the Sam dude. So, which is, like, good on these parents for knowing what the children are doing. Shrim honestly. is a very... Sus character. Yes. Sus guy. Shrim is sus. Very. <laughs> then. The fucking Among Us language. I swear to God. So, Melanie's mother calls um, Deborah Kelly's house multiple times. And Sam actually picks up. And she asks him where Melanie is, or where Emma is, or where Deborah Kelly is. But every single time, he gives, like, some of the other excuse. Like, oh, they're out for a movie. Oh, they're having lunch. Or something like that. And, like, at a point, he runs out of excuses. And he just says that they can't come to the phone. They just can't. And she's like, why? And he says, they just can't. Okay, shrimp. Great. That's not shrimp, dude. That's Sam. Oh. <laughs> I'm obsessed with shrimp. <laughs> God, I can't deal with you today, bro. <laughs> Dude, so, I'm very excited. All my lame very. jokes were just put up in a shelf because I want to be a normal human being in the normal yes. society. I'm just trying to be cool, okay? Mm-hmm. All the lameness just comes out here <laughs> in my dark corners. So, uh, moving then the next day, 17 September, uh, this woman, Kathleen, who is Melanie's mom, Kathleen calls up Mark, who is Emma's father. She calls up Mark and she's like, dude, I haven't been able to contact Melanie. Can you please go and check? You know, because we haven't been able to contact anyone at the house. Please go and check. So he does. And he says that I'm going around by at around 5 p.m. 
I'll let you know. It's almost 12 freaking a.m. And she hasn't heard from him again. Seven whole hours later and she still hasn't heard from him. So she's again panicking. Like, what the hell happened here? So a Farmville officer actually goes by at the house. He drops by at the place on the 17th September. And... Like, just before midnight. Because, like, uh, as I said, Kathleen was getting... Kathleen was freaking out. Because, like, I told Mark. And he's not picking up now. And he's not saying anything. What the hell happened? So, she's, she's like... Uh, what do you say? She's nagging the police to go and, you know, check out. Do a welfare check or whatever. So, they do that. And they reach at around midnight to Deborah Kelly's house. McCroskey uh, opens the door. He tells them that he's just visiting and everyone else went out for a movie. There's no one at the house. So they just leave. The police officers just leave. No! No! Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, he didn't say that he was just visiting. He just said there's no one at the house. Everyone went for a movie. And the okay, police now, officers bought no. it. No, 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 no. <laughs> How did the police officers just believe a random guy being like, there's no one home, bye-bye, and just close the door? Ask for the person that you came there for. Exactly. What's wrong with you? Why uh, pay the police I don't know. more, I guess? I guess, you know, <laughs> technicalities know. and stuff, I don't know. Dude, if, if I don't know much about welfare checks, but then if I were to go and welfare check someone... Mm-hmm. Not as a police, but even as a normal person, I would try to. Uh, I would be like, bro, they, someone literally asked for a welfare check because they were scared that someone was in danger or Damn. because they couldn't hear from them. I would make sure that I knew that the person was at least okay. Exactly. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, they're not home. Why? Can you please contact them? Let me know where they are so I can go check. Exactly. Exactly. How bazingus like, is that? Uh, <laughs> My stupid baby nutcrack brain came up with that. <laughs> I don't know what the police is doing here. Exactly. I just don't understand. <sighs> Anyways. So. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Okay. So you're, you're probably wondering what the hell happened to Mark. So Mark Niederbrock arrived at the house on 17th September. As I said, 5 p.m. And McCroskey opens the door. And at the door, he attacks him with a maul. Or like, like at the passage or something near the living room and the door. He attacks him with a maul. And then moves Mark's body and Melanie's body into Emma's room. And then he tries to clean up the whole mess. Now at some point, McCroskey used a digital camera to record a video of himself. In the video, he indicated that he knew he had to pay for what he had done. And, (laughs) rolling my eyes, and contemplated suicide. Oh, the man on the high horse. I swear. (laughs) I hate the whole, I'm going to kill everybody and then I'm going to die myself. Die myself. Why kill them at all? I swear. Exactly. Why? I mean, if that's how all serial killers or killers would think, then we won't have a podcast now. So, (laughs) I mean, killing bad. Yes, remember, put it on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Keep reminding people. Killing bad. 
Now, the thing is, the next day, she calls a welfare check again. But by the time that the police arrive again, Richard, what's his face, fled the scene, stealing and wrecking Mark Niederbrock's 2000 Honda. Because, like, he steals it, and then he crashes into a tree. Big brain energy. I swear. (laughs) He's so dumb. He's, like, he's infuriatingly dumb. No one home. Kill, kill. <laughs> Take a car. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Big brain energy. It's <laughs> God. Oh, now, God. Now, because he crashed the car, there was a police officer called at the scene. And now this police officer did not know that this guy was involved in the murder. But because he was uh, driving without a license... He just got like a warning or something and he was let go. Why? Why is the police... Exactly. How did they just not realize that someone died, the car was missing? Why was there not like a thing that was like, hey, this guy died, his car is missing, if you see it around, like... (laughs) No! No, but the thing is, what happened was, this happened before the welfare check. So it's like a, you know, I mean, see, what happened was, he killed Mark at around 5 p.m. And then he immediately, almost immediately, like maybe let's give it like an hour or two to clean up the stuff and put the bodies away. Mm -hmm. Say at around 8, he must have left. And that's the time that he got caught by the police. But uh, Kathleen, Melanie's mom, calls for a welfare check around like 12 or something on the 17th oh, then of September. That, oh, that's pretty quick. I mean, yeah. he was fast. Uh-huh. Exactly. If he didn't crash the car, he'd probably be like, he would make a run for it. Exactly. So he does. Now, at around um, like early se- September 7- 18th, the next day, in the early hours of September 18th, he was uh, apprehended at Richmond International Airport where the police found him sleeping in the baggage claim area, about to fly back to California. Now, he had no prior criminal record and was first charged with first-degree murder, robbery, and grand larceny. But then the charges later changed to six counts of capital murder. And he was then subsequently held in Piedmont Regional Jail on suicide watch. Because, like, kid was saying shit like, I'm going to kill myself. After the murders. You know, on the video and stuff. Dumbass. <sighs> so, okay. So, uh, we're talking about September 18th. I just went ahead a little bit. But, uh, as I said, September 18th, the police were called back at the place. And they came back to Deborah Kelly's house. And no one answered the door. So, they barged in and the minute that the door crashed down a stench a strong 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 stench of death just hit them in the face because it's september 18th right now and this happened september 15 three whole days the bodies have been rotting so i mean that must have been a foul 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 stench so As I said, Richard had already fled, so he wasn't there. 
three bodies were found in the downstairs uh, bedroom and one body was found upstairs. So they obtained a search warrant. Now the three bodies downstairs were uh, Deborah Kelly, Emma and Melanie and the body upstairs was uh, belonged to Mark. So yeah, then as I said, uh, he was arrested at the international airport because like they then got a warrant out for him and they were out looking for him. So the police concluded that the victims died from blunt force trauma to the head. The scene was so brutal, they say, that the police didn't even give a further description. Like, if no further description you'll find anywhere. They just say it was blunt force trauma to the head. But they were so badly, uh, what do you say, bludgeoned that you just couldn't recognize them. It, it was... Uh, exactly. <laughs> the police, uh, in the whole uh, trial thing, uh, I mean, there wasn't exactly a trial of sorts because... Uh, wait, I'll get, I'll get to that when I get to that. But the police occult expert, Don Reimer, brought in because of uh, he was actually brought in because of the whole you know symbols uh, found in the music that the three teens listened to he described the scene as a whole ass slaughterhouse a freaking occult expert see, see this is what i was telling you like the whole horror core genre was basically very um, shock value kind of thing mm-hmm. so they would literally do things just to like get a reaction out of people right. like um, there have been a lot of cases where um, people have literally died in the concert and nobody mm-hmm. cared because they just wanted a dead body in the concert what the hell I don't know I don't remember exactly where this was from but I do remember hearing it somewhere where someone did die Mm-hmm. in a stampede or something oh shit and then there was this other case where um i think it was blunt not sure which one i don't know but then uh the the frame on the top of the stage mm-hmm. actually fell on oh someone. they didn't die but then they were very badly hurt oh, but God. then the show must go on or whatever so Ew. they tried to continue the show but then it was shut down so. good the the whole genre is very niche like not to niche shame anyone or anything if you listen to um very uh, dark metal music listen but don't act on it yeah honestly these people are very like the people who indulged in these um music mm-hmm. were very 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 involved in it like they would literally make their lives about it and oh being myspace uh be like these really rose during the myspace era where the actual uh, musicians rose because of myspace oh. so like myspace was the place where they would um interact with their uh, followers hence mm. making it a much more uh wider uh platform for people to join so damn there was that but gosh 
this entire genre was a no I, shit show. exactly let's we'll talk about this uh once we are done with him getting freaking life in prison or whatever because this is a big you know important and big dis- discussion uh so yeah Richard did not initially cooperate with the police after his arrest. When asked about the possible motive, the police officers say that McCroskey said that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus told me to do it, which is like, sure, sure he did. You literally idolize son of Sam, bro. I'm pretty sure God wasn't talking to you. I'm sure it was somebody else. His name starts with an S, ends with a T, and in the middle, it's ATA. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So the police took uh, McCroskey's computer, house phones, and more than a dozen paper bags full of evidence from his home. He was charged with six counts of capital murder because he is alleged to have killed multiple people within three years. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Six. This count. guy just gets worse by the he second. He does. He does. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, I couldn't find anything more about these other two people that he quote unquote killed. So I don't even know if that's legit or not. But like, just putting it out there. So on the twentieth, uh, maybe they just wanted to make sure that he stayed in there. I guess. Like whatever. <laughs> Oh, or maybe man. because they don't have enough evidence as of now. Maybe. To, like, confirm. Yeah, I guess. But then they do have um, enough to... Circumstantial. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they want more uh, concrete evidence to actually... Exactly, exactly. Put him uh, on the pedestal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on the 20th September 2010, uh, a whole year later... McCroskey pleaded guilty to the four murders. Although facing the death penalty, he was sentenced to life in prison. Now, the court attorney says that the victim's family supported his decision to reach a plea agreement instead of going to trial and seeking the death penalty. Because, like, that way they don't have to go through the whole thing all over again. Good thing that he, you know, didn't get a trial. Because, like, the whole family has to sit through the murder all over again. And, I mean... Finally, one good thing that he did, I guess. Anyways, that was the case. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what do you think, Sumana? What are your thoughts? Um. Well, honestly, as I told you, this case is very cringy. Yeah, so, very cringy. <laughs> the the fact that the the mere fact that he idolized son of sam son of sam out of all the people dude son of sam <laughs> just don't idolize serial killers dude what the hell son of it's not that hard out of everybody is son of it was son of sam son of sam dude they were uh, i mean dude why am i singing uh, bailey bailey's uh, theme song in my ha- head Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. But instead, just make it Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Maybe that's what Bailey says. Maybe. Maybe we did we crack it? Did we crack it? Bailey, if you're listening to this, which I really hope you aren't for sure. Which I really hope someday you do. Someday. But um, is it Son of Sam? We want to know. Did we get it right? 
Oh God. You guys should definitely check her out. I mean, oh like, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Anyway, yes. so that was the case of uh, this one really messed up teenager who took his lyrics way too seriously and hurt his big fat ego and decided to kill a whole family and another girl. Um, don't be like him. Uh, I guess I don't know what the conclusion is here. Like how don't kill to... people because <laughs> killing bad the same music as you. Killing bad. <laughs> the moral it. of the story: killing, killing bad. bad. <laughs> what have we learned today, kids? Killing bad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome okay. to Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why okay. did I choose to be so lame today? Oh, Why? because we are talking about a guy who idolizes Son, Son of, of Sam. Sam. <laughs> That's like the cringiest part of I this entire story, bro. I swear. I don't remember the Son of Sam story much, but as much as I do, he wasn't that much i mean he, was he wasn't someone cringy. to idolize he was also pretty cringy yeah exactly anyways i hope you guys found this case interesting and th- the whole thing was the the reason this got a lot of uh, uh what do you say fame in fame whatever was because of the intense amount of uh, horror core involvement because everyone started blaming the bands and shit which is not how it works. It's I mean, not the band's fault. I mean, if you are into horrorcore, if you are into gorecore, you have to figure out what your priorities are. I mean, honestly, those guys make music to make you feel something. Exactly. To make you be like, ha, oh, they're talking about murder. I mean, considering a very parallel is Billie Eilish. Like, people listen to her because she has a very chilling, soothing voice. Mm-hmm. But then she's talking about murder. She's talking about sleep paralysis. She's talking about demons, like literal demons. Mm-hmm. And um, she she talks about a lot of scary stuff. And I listen to her. I love listening to her. Mm-hmm. But then what if I started taking her lyrics seriously? Exactly. See, you listen to music. You listen to the stuff, but it does not make you who you are. Exactly. Like, also, another parallel could be, another example could be the whole Columbine and the whole Columbine cult. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are people who like to study the Columbine murders, uh, the Columbine shootings, to, because uh, it gives you an in-depth of why someone would do it. Why would they do that? Why did they decide and how did they execute it? Mm-hmm. What, how could it possibly be um, avoided in the future? But then there are also people in the same who also like to call themselves Columbiners. Um, God. The ones who idolize the killers. It's disgusting, dude. I, it genuinely yes. disgusts me. Yes, it does. So in the end of the day, it's your choice. It is. But the thing, what I'm trying to say is that not everyone who listens to this music is going to kill so it's not going to help you to villainize them. But the thing is, when you're listening to music like this, you need to be responsible. 
I guess. Honestly, the media that we consume is definitely up to our interpretation. A lot of the stuff that's made is artistically Hmm. made. So it's a choice. Okay, some may be outright on your face and some may take some time. Like, there is a lot, there is a lot of killer content. Like, you have freaking, I don't know, you have so many, like, was it American Psycho? Mm-hmm. You have Psycho, you have Something American like that. Psycho, you have Bates Mattel, you have all of these different uh, kinds of killers. American Psycho. Mr. Bates is so freaking... Patrick Bates is so freaking idolizable character. He kills in the movie. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of other things like that. But then we do see a lot of killers who take, who take reference and, uh, you know... Who takes uh, who take reference and uh, I can't find the word for it. Okay, I'm rusty right now. Um, <laughs> who get inspired by it? You know, they want to right. include their ways or the the particular mm-hmm. thing that they did or the way that they acted. It's weird. Like this guy took the lyrics way too seriously. Don't he did do not. exactly. Don't do this. Wait, Anyways. what were the lyrics again? Uh, I couldn't find them, but they're out there. You can find them. Because I, it was that, that's the thing. Researching this was so scattered because like every article had just bits and pieces of the whole case. It took me two whole days to put it all together. So you know, go on a wild goose hunt. I didn't get time to go through Reddit for this. I should have gone through Reddit. I would have gotten so much more. But if you guys have time, you know, go through Reddit threads and whatever, you'll get a lot. But uh, yeah, I really hope you guys are interesting and we hope you guys keep listening to us because we're going to try and keep making, you know, content regularly. So yeah, um, if you haven't followed us on Spotify or on Apple or wherever you guys are listening, do that right now because like, how are you going to know when we post stuff, dude? We're not regular because it was supposed to be Fridays, but we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, do that. And if you're not life. following us, Cause exactly, because life. <laughs> and if you aren't following us on Instagram, what are you doing? Go there, follow us, and look at the faces behind the people we talk about. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, we hope you guys join us next week. Thank you for listening. Yes. Bye. Bye.